Hi guys, it's uh, Morris here, and I'm just absolutely delighted to be with Candice Comdom, um, who is a Canadian tennis player extraordinaire, uh, also obviously uh, a wheelchair, uh, in a wheelchair, and, uh, and plays tennis from a wheelchair, which we're going to find out a little bit more about later, as to why she wants to do that, what's easy and what's difficult about that. How are you doing? Well, it's this morning for you now. It is, yeah, it's early. It's 8 a.m. here, but uh, I'm awake and I've had two coffees, so I'm I'm good to go. <laughs> you're good. You're good to go. Where do we find you in the world? I know, obviously, but where do we find you in the world today? Yeah, so I'm just about an hour outside of uh, just north of Toronto in a in a little town called Barrie. So I don't know whether anyone's heard of it, but <laughs> that's all right. Uh, and uh, what is how is COVID treating you at the moment? Are you on lockdown? Are you free? Or what? Where where are you asking the whole cycle? Well, we're actually a little bit in between, like things are just starting to open up now. Um, it was obviously very difficult in the beginning. Um, you know, there was a lot of everybody just staying home and everything was shut down. No one was allowed to go anywhere. So that was obviously quite difficult, um, I'm sure, for myself as well as everybody. Uh, but now things are starting to open back up. We've got the tennis courts opening back up, which obviously is super important for me um, and my mindset, because, you know, not being able to play the sport that I love was kind of driving me a little bit nuts there but um it's it's everything's kind of just starting to open slowly back up now so we're yeah. hoping that we're kind of on the tail end of things but we'll see i guess <laughs> uh, and so you're uh, you know you're uh, an, an elite an elite athlete and a sports star so you know tell us a little bit about yourself how you've arrived at that particular point and uh, you know what you're up to at the moment oh uh well i don't know if i would say elite but i, I appreciate that <laughs> um but I, I, I guess I started playing tennis um, more seriously within the past maybe year and a half or so, uh, yeah. specifically with Team Ontario. Um, but before that, I had found out about it uh, probably, I would say, 12 years ago uh, yeah. for the very first time. Um, tried it out, fell in love, um, knew that I wanted to do that in some capacity because I had never known about it. I grew up watching tennis with my mom. She's a huge tennis fan. So we would sit, you know, on the weekends and watch tennis together. And I obviously have such a love and a respect for the, for the sport and the athletes that play it. Um, so when I realized I could play it in a wheelchair, I thought, well, why wouldn't I, right? Like that's, I'm not a very active person. Otherwise, I didn't grow up playing sports. So when tennis, uh, wheelchair tennis came along, it was obviously, you know, an easy decision for me. Um, it's not the easiest sport to play, as I know you and I were just speaking about off camera there. But, um, you know, it's a, it's a very difficult sport. You've got the racket in one hand, and then you, you got to push the wheelchair somehow to get to the ball and, mm. you know, be able to hit the ball. So, um, but I've really been training a lot um, with my uh, coach. So we've been working really hard. So when, uh, when tournaments do start opening up again, hopefully I'll be ready to to play again so <laughs> yeah and you know I, I i i i know that one of the things that you say is that you know i, I don't you know i don't mind it being hard right i just don't want it to be impossible right or mm -hmm. and, and 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 it's looking at that possibility but tennis and wheelchair to me seems impossible right so you know how do, <laughs> how do, how, do, how do you you know that one-handed movement you know how can you play you know a backhand or whatever else it is you know so i Tell us a little bit about it and tell us some of the challenges that you have or some of the things that you find easy. Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, that quote that you that you were referring to, it's actually from um, a, a surfer, a parasurfer, uh, Bethany Hamilton. She lo uh, lost her arm in a shark attack. 
Um, so, but it's always been one of those quotes that's resonated with me. You know, I don't need things to be easy. I can handle the difficult. I can handle the hard. Um, I just need it to be possible. And as far as I'm concerned, everything is possible. Mm. Um, so definitely picking up a tennis racket um, without being a natural athlete, without, you know, playing a sport before. Um, it's, it's not easy, but you just, you basically, you hold the racket in your, whether you're right-handed or left-handed, and you use that to actually push that side of the wheelchair. So whether it's the right wheel, the left wheel, um, and you do the same as, as a stand-up player, you know, as far as forehand or, ba or backhand, they're all the same. All the strokes are the same. Um, all the shots you're making are the same. You serve the same as, as someone who's a stand-up player. Um, you know, there's little differences in, you know, the way that I toss the ball for my serve, for mm. instance. Um, it might be in a little bit of a different spot than a stand-up player, um, just because I'm not able to move my body in the way that a stand-up player might be able to. Yeah. Because, um, you know, stand-up players fall into the court. I can't necessarily fall into the court when I'm serving. I am stationary. I'm buckled into my, my sport chair. Because mm. if I'm not buckled in, I'm going to fall out. <laughs> so, and, 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 and do you fall often? Uh, that's one of the things that kind of... I don't. <laughs> um, I have seen it before. You know, there are some players that just are really dedicated and they really want to get to that ball and they're going to do anything they can to get to it. Um, so I have seen players flip their chairs. Um, the sport chairs themselves that we use for tennis are actually really difficult to flip. So yeah. if you're flipping it, it's probably because you're, you're probably a bit taller, you're, you know, have a bit of a build on you because the, the sport chairs actually have one, two, three, four, five wheels on them. So oh. you've got two in the front, your two main ones, and then there's one actually in the back. So that prevents you from, from tipping backwards. Um, so if you do flip them, it's, it's, you know, it takes a lot of effort, so, but I've never done it personally. <laughs> and, 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 you know, you, you, you have a, a achieved a lot in a short career. Um, you know, what would you be mm -hmm. saying to other people out there looking at this who kind of find life difficult or find challenges or, you know, are looking for it easy, right? Um, mm -hmm. and what, what would be your advice to them? Um, you know, just keep trying. Don't give up because, you know, the best decision I ever made was to go and, and try wheelchair tennis for the very first time. I didn't know what it was going to be like. I, you know, I have anxiety and, and, you know, bouts of depression and those things I deal with every single day. So going out and, and trying something new was not easy for me to do, right? But I did it and now look where it's led me. You have mm. to take those chances. You have to be willing to make a mistake. You have to be willing to put yourself out there because otherwise you're not going to have those opportunities necessarily. Um, so definitely don't give up. Like just because something is hard, it doesn't mean it's not worth it. I've, I've just been, um, you know, at, at the beach with my uh, 11 year old boy and, uh, you know, being the son of a, a mindset coach, um, you know, he's constantly getting, uh, you know, uh, affirmation from me in relation to, you know, what he's doing or comments as to what he should be doing. But he was just saying, you know, he, he constantly quotes Homer Simpson quotes to me, right? He loves Homer Simpson. He says, you know, the first step to failure is trying, right? Um, but, 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 you know, I, I absolutely get that point. And, and I, was, I was making that observation recently, which is, you know, as we grow older, you know, with the greatest respect, any idiot can get old, right? It doesn't take any effort, right? But the greatest, reg the, the, the statement which most people that have, um, you know, lived their lives right through, as uh, the kind of the four words that they use most often is at least I tried or I wish I had tried, 
right? And that's the regrets or that's the positive statements that they actually made. And I, I absolutely agree that point, which is, you know, that people think that success and failure are opposites. They're not. You know, failure is part of success and that trying and trying again and being willing to go is, is, is so important. So what has been, you know, what would you consider looking at your life and career so far? What's your biggest success? Uh, I would say probably, well, as far as, you know, my sport is concerned, um, this past February, I had the opportunity to go play at Indian Wells in California. Um, so that for me was monumental as far as I'm concerned, you know, was I ready to go and play at Indian Wells at that point? Probably not. Um, but I wanted the experience and I wanted, you know, the failure almost so that I could learn from it and I could say, okay, you know, this is what happened when I lost. This is what went wrong. This is what I did really well. Right. So these are the things when I go home, I need to work on. Mm. Um, so I think definitely uh, traveling to Indian Wells. Um, I was one of three Canadians that were there representing Canada. Right. Mm. So, I mean, that's a big honor in and of itself. Mm. Um, and definitely, you know, being on Team Ontario was huge. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and what would you have said you found toughest? What would be a thing that, um, you know, you would probably have found hardest or most difficult? Uh, within tennis specifically? Uh, in, you know, it's your choice. You answer, you know, whichever way it works for you. But looking at your life so far, you know, what would you said was the most difficult thing? Okay. Um, yeah, no, I've definitely had, you know, my fair share of challenges growing up. You know, I, I was born with a physical disability called spina bifida. And then, you know, just over two years ago, I had my right leg amputated um, mm. because of, you know, uh, reoccurring infections. So I think that for sure was a huge learning curve you know not only was i already disabled growing mm -hmm. up um but then you know to to have that amputation to make that choice to have that amputation um mm -hmm. was really difficult because i knew that as much as it would take away the pain it was going to make my life that much more mm -hmm. difficult mm -hmm. um so definitely that but again you know as, as much as it was a difficult thing for me to go through it ended up being one of the most positive things in my life because I'm a happier person now. Like I, I've, it's afforded me so many opportunities, you know, things like doing this podcast with you, I would have never had the courage or, you know, the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that. You know, I would have said, Oh no, I would, or there would be no reason for you to have found me on online and said, Hey, this, this girl seems, you know, inspirational. I'm going to talk to her. Right. Um, I wasn't doing anything with my life before that. So now that, you know, I'm, I'm not in my pain, I'm not in pain and I'm not um, in that same negative mindset that I was, you know, even just two years ago, my life has changed so much and I, you know, I've joined Team Ontario. So it's never as much as it was a difficult negative thing that happened, it's given me so much. So I, it's hard for me to even see it as a difficulty, right? And that's, you know, that is uh, amazing comments. Uh, you know, I, I, I... I, I'm, I'm honored to talk to lots of inspirational people. And I have to say that there, I haven't come across anybody who says I've lost my leg and I feel better. Right. You know, that's kind of, you know, that's, that's kind of warmed the cockles of my heart today and, and, and made my life feel a little bit, you know, easier in comparison to, uh, to some of the difficulties that I saw beforehand. And, 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 and looking at that whole experience and, and looking at the, obviously the, the huge positivity that you've drawn from it, you know, again, you know, for people watching this, you know, what would be, you know, what would be the lesson that you would want to kind of give them? You know, we talked about trying, 
you know, you know, and, and, and when people ask me the question, you know, what would be my regret is just not believing in myself enough. I just constantly, you know, feeling a sense of insecurity or not willing to take a risk. Um, you know, but what would be the words of wisdom that you would offer other people? Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think I would say that you're capable of way more than you think you are, first and foremost. Um, you know, and just because something seems negative at the time, that doesn't mean that there's not a lesson to be learned or something to mm. be gained from that experience. So as much as you think, you know, your life might be terrible and these things are happening to you. It's all about how you reframe those things and, and take from them the positives instead of focusing on the negatives. Okay. So what are you up to at the moment? So you're coming out of uh, lockdown or your life is opening up. So what's next for you? It, it's starting to, yeah. So uh, I guess for the past two months now, the tennis courts have been open. So I have been, you know, hardcore focused on, uh, my fitness and my tennis training with my coach. Um, yesterday, I was out there for five hours on the court, on the oh. court doing training. Um, you know, in the hot sun, it was ridiculously hot here yesterday, which I shouldn't complain about because at least it wasn't raining and I could play tennis. So I mean, I'll take the heat over the rain any day. But um, I'm just really been focusing um, on myself and and trying to get get my mind right because you know as an athlete knows your, your uh, mindset is so important when you're, when you're playing your sport, no matter what the sport is. Mm. Um, so I've really been, you know, reading a lot of mindset books, um, a lot of, you know, habit forming books to form mm. some good habits, taking advantage of the fact that, you know, I, I don't have to go into work right now because I, because of COVID, it, it hasn't opened back up again. Um, so I'm really using my time to, to focus on my, on my tennis game, my mental game, um, and obviously, you know, spending time with friends and family, um, but just really getting, getting geared and ready for when our tournaments start opening back up. Because I know uh, stand-up tennis, their tournaments have been coming back. You know, the U.S. Open is being played um, very soon. Um, but the wheelchair tennis community hasn't had their tournaments uh, open back up again. So I'm just making sure I'm prepared for that. <laughs> okay. And you know when is um, you know when you when you look at your your sporting career or you know life in general, who would be your heroes? Who would be one person that you would say to yourself, you know, I like them, and and, and why why do you look at them as a hero? Mm-hmm. Um, well, as far as sports go, I mean, you know, it basically comes down to you know people like in my sport, Novak Djokovic, who is this amazing tennis player. If you've ever seen him play, he's they I think they call him Gumby because he just you know is all over the court flailing around. And I just, as far as I'm concerned for my sport, you know, that's showing me and teaching me to always go for the ball no matter what. You know, like don't give up on it. Always, you know, don't give up. Just keep going, keep trying. Um, as far as life goes, um, I've always said that my hero in life is Dr. Jane Goodall. Um, who, of course, is famous for working with the chimps and studying the chimps um, in the Congo. So I, I actually had the chance to meet her two years ago, right after my amputation. And that was just an amazing experience. She has taught me so much just as to be a better human being, to, you know, take care of the, our planet. Um, you know, I'm, I'm vegetarian. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really, she's taught me a lot just about being a good person and, and, yeah, I, th- I think those would be my two big ones for sure. Good. Uh, so what's the, the last book you read or what would be, you would recommend to people the opportunity if they had a chance of reading a book, what would be the one that you would say they should read? 
okay, uh, yeah, for sure. Right now I'm actually in the middle of reading, I'm almost done it actually, because I haven't been able to put it down, um, but Atomic Habits by James Clear, which I'd heard, yeah, I know everybody says that when you listen to these podcasts, it's always on people's lists, but it's because it's just so well written and it's so easy to follow. And, you know, I've already started cultivating good habits just yeah. from reading that book. Um, and like I said, it's so good. I read it every morning. It's part of one of my good habits now is I read my personal development book for 10 minutes a day, 15 minutes a day. Um, so that one for sure. And as far as, you know, just light fun, you know, reading just because I'm really into Margaret Atwood right now, you know, obviously another famous author who is Canadian. So of course I would want to support her, but I'm working my way through all of her novels, which is a task in and of itself because I think she's, you know, written 19 novels or something like that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and like all inspirational people that I, I get the opportunity or honor to meet, it's, uh, it, 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 it always are inquisitive, always are, and they always wanted to learn. Um, you know, and I, I say this to people all the time is, you know, that, you know, good leaders or great sports people or whatever else, they're inquisitive to have a thirst for knowledge. And, you know, we all have a responsibility um, to continue our education as we go through life. And, and I know you like music. So what's your music? Oh, gosh, my music tastes are eclectic. I thank my parents for that. You know, my mother was a big 80s fan, obviously, when I was growing up. And my dad is from Newfoundland here in Canada. So he listens to country music. So I, you know, I have both ends of the spectrum there and then I've got my own interests. So, you know, I'll listen to anything from eighties to classical, you know, like Vivaldi, um, down to, you know, nineties music, Hanson and Backstreet Boys, like all of those things. I, and top 40, I'm all over the place when it comes to music, honestly, but I love it. I'm so thankful for it. And what do you think of tennis at the moment? Where do you think it's actually at? So I know that they're, you know, it's coming back, you know, um, you know, so from, a uh, an athlete's point of view, I'm sure it has been difficult through lockdown, right? Because, you know, playing is 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 what you do. Um, and the opportunity of not playing is, is difficult. So, you know, any comments to people on sports in general or tennis in particular? It's definitely been tough. Um, you know, I've struggled with it a lot because, you know, as soon as tennis started coming back, I thought, oh, you know, I'll be able to get out and play tournaments again. I'm really excited. But then the other side of that is, is it safe? Right. So, you know, there's stories of uh, a tournament, I believe, I don't know, I think it was in Serbia, Djokovic put it on anyways, and there was, you know, four or five athletes and coaches that uh, were diagnosed with COVID mm. from that tournament. Um, you know, so then I look at stories like that, where I'm like, okay, now coming into the US Open, is it necessarily safe? I know that they're doing everything they can, mm. but it's all, it's, it's, the struggle for me because you know as much as I do want to get back out playing I also don't want to jeopardize my own health mm. or someone else's health right so mm. it's definitely been tough but um, I'm happy to see it back I'm happy to see the athletes mm. that are having the opportunity to get out there and play um, because you know we do love it so much and we are so dedicated um, so it is nice to see that but I also I do struggle a little bit with is it the right time yeah. because you know they're talking about us getting a second wave at this point and so I, I don't know. It, it's a tough. It's a tough thing for sure. It is, and and you know, as as somebody who works with you know uh, quite a lot of athletes, um, you know, and um, for example, the, the one of the the honours I had is I've worked with some of the Australian players, and they've just arrived in the UK, and they're just going into a bubble. And in order to work with them, you have to go into a bubble and stay in the bubble right through the whole process, um, and that becomes really difficult because you know. 
I might have a day's work, but I've got to give up 14 days or 28 days in order to do it. Um, and it, uh, it does take the time and it does stress you out. Um, you know, I've seen this morning, for example, uh, Usain Bolt, um, you know, had a birthday party and, uh, you know, one of the English footballers was there um, and he's gone down with COVID and now the impact that flows right through from all of that has an impact on the English team. So I can, I can absolutely relate to that. You know, I, I, I thank you for your time this morning, Candice. Um, you know, I had the opportunity of the exchanges that, uh, on Twitter, um, you know, I read your story, um, listening to you, you know, you're an athlete, um, you are elite, um, you, you have achieved remarkable things. Um, you have such a good mindset and such a positive mindset. You know, you're now one of my heroes and uh, I'll carry that kind of forward with me. So I thank you for your time. Any final comments that you would like to offer before we finish up? Uh, no, I just want to say thank you very much, you know, because as I said, you know, if you had not reached out to me, then this, this opportunity would have not happened and I would have not been able to chat with you like this today. So I really do appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate you wanting to get my story out there. Um, as I'm learning as I get older, it's, it's quite the story. You know, I never really thought that it was. So um, now that oh, I'm having the opportunity to, to tell it's, it. It's quite the story. And, you know, as I said, on, um, you know, going through the interview, you know, that, that positive attitude, that positive mindset. Thank you for your time. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you're interested in change, mindset and personal development, whether in your personal life or career, you can head over to morristuffy.com forward slash resources, where you'll be able to access loads of inspirational material, articles, podcasts and motivational thoughts, as well as meditation and visualization exercises. You can also get in touch with Dr. Maurice Duffy and his team by email on letstalkatmorristuffy.com. And don't forget to follow him on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook. Simply search for at the Beak Squawks.